0: well 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 episode 25 of the bad buddhism podcast with your host anthony boyd so i haven't recorded and uploaded a podcast in about three months and 12 days the last episode was obviously episode 24 exposing the biggest hoax on earth which is by far my most listened to Episode, which is crazy, crazy. Got 101 plays, and I usually hover between, I usually hover between 50 and 70 plays per episode, which is to me is astounding for a person that literally just started a podcast this year. Got real serious about podcasting this year. It wasn't really that long, and I took a three month, uh, little three month hiatus to focus on writing and and building up my blog a little bit more. My blog is www.badbuddhism.com Check that out And I've been writing a lot on Medium So go check out my writing on medium.com Slash at Buddhism. I also have a YouTube page It's uh, Anthony Boyd I only have like 35 subscribers So you're going to have to search my name I don't have a URL for it So you're just going to have to search my name And look for my beautiful face And you will find me um but yeah i got a, a lot of new listeners which is just crazy to me cuz i haven't uploaded in like 3 months so as you can see or as you can hear for the new listeners i typically talk about um typically talk about a lot of uh mentally stimulating things like you're not going to really find Or hear me talk about politics too much because I don't like talking about politics too much. I think politics, talking about politics is just, I don't know, I think it's played. I think it's overdone. I think it's cliche. Politics seems to be the the hot, hot button, hot button uh, niche or thing to talk about. Here, you're going to learn something, you know, because I'm an ever evolving being just like yourself, I don't know if you consider yourself an ever-evolving being. I I would hope that you do. And being that I'm an ever-evolving being, I'm always reading. I'm always reading. I'm always learning. My mom just uh, sent me a a text message a few weeks ago. And um, she was listening to this podcast. And she reminded me of the fact that I used to buy a shit ton of books and just stack them up by my bedside. And go through them one by one read through them one by one and yeah i completely forgot about that those were the days before um smartphones kids <laughs> those are the days before smartphones and you know you couldn't store your books on a device unless you're gonna pay uh, uh an arm and a leg for one of those fancy um pdas or they had these uh i think it's a pda yeah pdas and um, they had these little Kindle Nook-like e-readers. That's what they call it, e-readers. They had these little e-readers, but I doubt that um, was able to store too many, too many books. Nowadays, I have a lot of my books in my um, closet, which is only like, I got maybe like 100 books in my closet. But that's, I don't know, that's probably like 5% of the amount of books that I actually own. Which is um, which are mainly on my, my my smartphone. I read every night before I go to bed, and um, yeah. So you can expect in this podcast that you're going to learn a lot because I'm on a journey. I'm on a journey. I'm on a an academic journey, a, a, a religious journey, a spiritual journey, a philosophical journey, right? And. Um, Yeah, you're going to you're going to learn pretty much everything that I learned because I like to discuss a lot of um, a lot of the topics, a lot of the topics that I just mentioned and and subtopics within those topics. So I don't know. You might find this podcast to be interesting. You might find it to be boring. You might find it to be interesting because I talk a lot of um, talk about a lot of uh, tinfoil hat stuff, not conspiracy theories, quote unquote, but more so things along the line. Of uh, Black Mirror and uh, Twilight Zone type stuff. For for example. I have uh, episode 17. The Mandela Effect. Um, it's called the, the Mandela Effect. Or False Memories. You should go listen to that episode. It's a nice little short 40 minute episode. And I talk about a personal experience I have. With. um, I wouldn't say the supernatural. But just some Twilight Zone type shit. You should go listen to that episode. It's a. It's a, it's a pretty cool episode. I freaked somebody out on my um YouTube, <laughs> on my YouTube. I got a YouTube for this podcast as well. But if you go check out um the YouTube for the Bad Buddhism podcast, you'll see um on episode 17, one of my listeners is pretty much freaking out when I was naming off some of the the um you have to listen to the episode, but in the man the Mandela effect is basically predicated on the fact that there are I guess alternate universes and i basically named off things that exist existed in a in another version of um of of the universe and that doesn't exist now because of some sort of change right so we 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 kind of like i guess we can kind of like entertain the idea that we're in a simulation and the creator is constantly tinkering with the the uh The matrix if you will changing things and or we're we're shifting from we're shifting from uh uh universe to universe you know by some sort of mechanism don't know what that mechanism is but that's basically the mandela effect if i were to explain it to you in like what five seconds 30 seconds right so yes speaking of philosophy and, and and religion and the creator and all of that stuff what the heck has been going on lately? I feel like every month is something new. And I'm not gonna name any specifics. Yeah, we're in the middle of a pandemic and all of that stuff, but I don't want to talk about the pandemic. I don't wanna talk about politics. I don't wanna talk about any fear-mongering bullshit That's going to upset any of you listeners. You know, I want you guys to come here, chill out, listen to um listen to this podcast and I don't know just get like a sense of um of calm and relief because I know when I go to bed every night if you're listening to this while you're sleeping or about to go to bed which is great um I like to listen to people like Alan Watts and um 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 what's his name oh my gosh I forget Terrence McKenna and um a few other people that's kind of like far out if you will you know they 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 phil they they philosoph- um, philosophers. You know they're very philosophical in their in their rantings, and it takes you to it takes you to um, different compartments of your imagination and your subconscious and stuff like that. That's what I aim to do on this podcast. But speaking of philosophical figures, I came across two philosophical figures that's pretty much really like revolutionized the way that i look at world views but before we even get into that i want to talk about why i was even open-minded to these two um philosophical people because they they, they more go along the lines of theology and religion and all that stuff but yeah you know that we're in the middle of a pandemic and a lot of people are reading their bibles more including myself you know everybody want to get closer to god everybody want to anchor themselves or the smart people they want to anchor themselves in into a strong belief which makes sense to bring equilibrium to the 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 human psyche but it's also an acknowledgement of a higher power because during these times or during these uncertain times it's we feel a sense of um we feel a sense of uh powerlessness hopelessness right and it makes sense that we would venture into religion namely christianity and um and by the way i'm not i I don't consider myself a christian i consider myself a follower of your yahushua messiah or jesus christ and um i don't necessarily uh subscribe to uh, uh, a religion per se but but the teachings of of the bible because the bible the bible is a very powerful book is a very powerful um book of books it's a very powerful uh, library if you will right but we're gonna get in we're gonna get more into that in a second but um Yeah, I got into these philosophers because they provided such insight to to not just spirituality and religion, but sound, logical uh, uh, truths or the pursuit of truth. And they provide, in my opinion, very sound, very sound, um, very sound arguments, right? And for me, it's not only the, and I'm going to be honest, this 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 whole pandemic thing, right? Not just a thing, this whole real pandemic that's been going on. I haven't felt, I haven't felt much anxiety at all because I have my spiritual practices. You know, I read the Bible, I have my beliefs and um, I acknowledge a higher power and all that stuff. But one of the things that drew me to these philosophers is the fact that um they they, they again they pave this road to to understanding right and we're we're living in this 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 weird i can't even really put i struggle to it's like grasping at at smoke we we live in this weird time right and if you watch the stranger things um, the kids called it, I haven't watched Stranger Things in a while, but the kids called it, or the characters called what we are going through right now, <laughs> um, the upside down. Or that's what I feel like we're in. I feel like we're in the upside down. Because many of the things that you see on social media where a lot of our attention is seated in right now is a lot of stuff doesn't, that doesn't make any sense, right? We got We got a lot of information, for example, that's being circulated that has to be tagged as um that has to be fact-checked a lot of things that's circulating around on facebook and twitter that that people things are uh, people people are tweeting out and 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 um um pushing a lot of it is just not true you know a lot of it is just not true and a lot of people will feed into it and then all these conspiracy theories start and all these rumors start and all of that stuff and conspiracy theories i heard was just a a name or a, a phrase for covering up or it's just some sort of um way of uh discrediting the people who are talking about certain things that are actually true hidden and um certain vested parties didn't want getting out but getting off track but yeah it feels like we're in the upside down Right. Nothing seems to make sense. And my friend AJ and I always talk about things that doesn't seem to make sense. Like we talk about a lot of different things, (laughs) a lot of crazy things. And um, it's just very interesting. And it's one of the reasons why I've. Why I've sort of like anchored myself or, or started searching for more of a more philosophical depth specifically along the lines of theology right <clears throat> so again this is just basically in response like this whole pandemic allowed for me to really assess not only my own mortality but my place in the cosmos right it allowed me to reassess my world views and it allowed me to Deeper than that, even not even just reassessing my worldviews, but assessing the foundations that they're built upon. You know, like his 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 an example of the upside down world that we live in. A lot of people don't believe words have meaning anymore. A lot of people are kind of like blurring the lines as to what things mean. You know, a lot of people don't dig science. Which you know, they have a point about certain things with, with with science and stuff like that, but a lot of people are not digging science that much anymore. A lot of people don't want the facts anymore. A lot of people don't even care about the facts. A lot of people want the things that fit their narrative, right they 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 try to they try to conveniently twist the facts to fit their narrative or um or or vice versa or just do away with facts altogether. it's just about the narrative is about the emotions about power what people want right and this it again it's like trying to grasp at smoke right so excuse me if I'm, I'm lost for words just bear with me it's also been a long time since i've done this but my point is that a lot of things just seem to be upside down doesn't seem to make sense and me being the inquisitive person that i am when i encounter this type of feeling of hmm this doesn't make any sense or or th- th- this this people seem to be trying to blur the lines i just try to go deeper into the knowledge i i i've bought more books i've done more reading i've done more writing um writing that i haven't published um just to inquire about the 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 nature of things the meaning of things because man i'd be damned if i just allow myself i don't know about you all i'd be damned if i allow myself to get swept away with the fuckery that's going on uh along the lines of, of of people trying to control language and 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 people trying to control people's art and people trying to control other people's expression and things of that nature I'm, I'm not getting swept away with that and um this is all within the context of worldviews and and the, the 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 place that we have in the world right and one thing that i noticed is that people that seemingly have more and more freedom 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 from having any type of um structure in their life freedom from having any type of discipline in their life freedom from having any um obligations um, social relationships all of those things seem to be breaking down and what also seems to be breaking down is a sense of morality i'm seeing more and more people In my little echo chamber, I'm seeing more and more people talk about, you know, because social media, whatever you like or whatever you click on or whatever, it just feeds you more of the same. So I'm aware of that. In my echo chamber, I'm seeing more and more people start to talk about the creator, talk about God, start to talk about um, um, higher power and stuff like that. But at the same time, I get this 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 sense that people have a lack of of morality. People have a lack of of. A, a a sense of a higher power you know it seems like everybody's just more me 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 and people start to believe more and more that morals are subjective which they're which they're not right i wholeheartedly believe and observe that we have an objective set of morals that we more or less live by right and I'm not necessarily going to moralize on what those things are um but but I just got to give you guys a heads up that throughout this whole journey of my intellectual, spiritual, emotional, mental, physical development, I'm going to be getting more into theology. I'm going to get more into God, why I believe in God? What are my arguments for believing in God? Um, and I'm about to sum them up in a, in a, in a, in five different uh five different ways, five different arguments in a second. But the reason why I'm addressing these type of things is that I'm seeing that, and I have a psych a psychology degree. I got an engineering degree, and I've thought about these things, studied these things for quite a long time. And the things that I've noticed is that. Going back to the fact that people try to be free from a, a series of things such as morality and, and 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 structure and discipline and and social ties, is that I'm noticing that the more um, people seem to get free, the more psychosis, psychoses. What's the plural? What's the plural for psychosis? But the more psychoses develop gonna open this window real quick the more that these psychoses these mental disorders develop right because if you think about it we're all just sitting on our computers or where we have our smartphones and we're staring into a freaking screen (laughs) looking at images and, and 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 typing these uh these words to one another but when we're not really having much social interaction, especially with the whole pandemic and social social distancing and all of that stuff. It seems as if we're getting more and more antisocial. And it seems that the more antisocial we get, and this is just one aspect of the freedom from or the freedom of, it seems that we're getting crazier. I hate using that word, but it seems like we're getting crazier, you know, the the longer we, the longer we, um. The longer we persist in having in having ties. Case in point, Twitter. I don't I don't really like Twitter. Like, I don't understand Twitter at all. It seems to me that a lot of people on Twitter and maybe social media at large, they're just fucking talking to themselves. You know, and it's ironic because I'm pretty much doing the same right now. I'm just talking into a mic. Nobody's around me sitting in my living room alone nobody's around me and i'm doing the same thing how ironic but it seems like twitter or social media at large you're just freaking talking to yourself even when you're trying to engage with other people it's like they'll they'll like your message and they won't engage back like they won't talk back it seems like it's all well it's been revealed now it's all been About marketing it's all been about content push it's all about selling something on on social media um including political ideologies and t-shirts that conveniently uh pop up in between each grifting grifting tweet (laughs) oh boy i tell you um but yeah you're you know you're talking to yourself on on social media at large like you know, there's times and I've done it, too, like I'll send a message in the response to something that I find funny or find something interesting. I'll type a response and then somebody will just boom, click like and won't respond back. It's weird. It's this weird thing. I don't know what that's about. Um, But I do have a, a good set of people that I do talk to on social media. So I'm not saying it's everybody. And I do the same thing, too. People respond to some of my post or message and messages, and I just boom click. Like I try not to do that. I try to give a response, you know, because it's like when we were in school and the teacher would say, "Yeah, make sure you answer the questions with uh with uh with, with with a full answer in full sentences." Right? It's like I got that in the back of my head. Darn formal public school education. I tell you, <sighs> bad habits. Bad habits die hard. But yeah, it's just very. It's very odd, and I think that when we lose the authenticity in our communication, we eventually go crazy. It's like everybody's just screaming into a void right and and it's like the schizophrenic bipolar thing, and lack of um lack of of concentration when we're scrolling and stuff. but this is not even really a social media it's not really a social media thing, but um yeah, so. <laughs> With with all that being said, I've been moving closer and closer to uh, studying philosophy, especially the branch of theology. Is theology a branch of ph- philosophy? I guess. I think so. Right. So in this, like I said, throughout this podcast, you're going to get um, you're going to get me with sometimes these episodes are going to be stream of consciousness like it is right now i'm just rambling on and on with no set with no set agenda you know no set agenda no set i guess topic to talk about i guess you could say the topic is philosophy but it's no neatly planned out episode but we're gonna go through a lot of different topics and one of the topics that I'm truly fascinated with right now is philosophy F- philosophy especially through the branch of theology so I've been those two philosophers I was telling you about that provided me with some very sound ways of of um navigating um navigating my worldviews and the 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 existence of God, right? are Ravi Zacharias, R.I.P. He just passed away, I believe, in May of this year, and that's how I found out about him. I did not know who he was before, um, before before he passed away. I just seen a lot of people that I follow online; they post posted his picture and um I was just like who is this guy? Didn't really know who this guy was. And then um one of the YouTube channels that I follow um made a whole hour long video about him. And I said, okay, who is this guy? So um I didn't listen to the I didn't watch the video that that channel posted, but I started like Googling and 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 YouTubing and, you know, slowly but surely got to know him, listen to his lectures and stuff. And he is phenomenal phenomenal like had to buy one of his books started reading it i think it's called um what's it called beyond let me get the name of it yeah i'm gonna give you guys some books to read too every now and again if you happen to give a fuck um beyond opinion so i'm reading that um it's about apologetics I believe. I think it's about apologetics. I don't know yet. I don't know. This is a new field for me. So you guys going to have to bear with me. Any of you guys that have more um, insight on this type of things than me, you can definitely email me at um, badbuddhism at gmail.com. And um, also you could email me with topics that you want me to talk about and all that stuff too. Um, Even though people be giving me so many topics to talk about and I just go, uh. <laughs> I had to store it away in my notes. Because I'm more of an inspiration type of dude. Like, if I feel inspired to do something, then I'll do it. Like, this podcast, I felt inspired to do it. I felt like I had a lot of things just stored up and I needed to check in. And I wanted to, I wanted to create some content for the sake of creating content, content. Also, I got, like, this new, I made this new, um, got this new account where, I got access to all kinds of royalty free music. So I wanted to throw that in to my videos and my podcast and stuff. So yeah, a lot of things came together tonight that inspired me to make this podcast. So yeah, there's that. All right. So I'm getting off topic. So Rabbi Rabbi Zacharias. So excuse me if I'm saying his name incorrectly. Dope, dope guy. Like he knows so <laughs> so much. Like I listened to a lot of his um few few of his lectures right and um another guy i'm gonna get more into ravi zacharias um what he what he taught me because it's very interesting i never looked at never really looked at my world views in that way in the way that i'm about to describe in a few minutes but um we got uh dr william lane craig i learned about him by watching um Um, I was watching. uh, What was I watching? I was watching. i was watching something on YouTube and it it, it recommended it recommended one of his um, one of his interviews to me. And I was listening to him talk and he's a believer, both Ravi Zacharias and William Lane, Dr. William Lane Craig. They're both believers. Right. But they are believers in God, of course, in such an academic way like i don't know if you've ever come across people that are really educated highly educated and you'd go oh yeah he 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 or she's for sure an atheist or he or she's for sure an agnostic how could somebody with that much knowledge believe in god but that's sort of like a like a slap in the face a slap in the face to myself because i'm about to tell you about my journey with Atheism, agnosticism, Christianity, and my current, I guess, you know, belief system or where I'm at right now, worldview where I'm at right now. But I heard him like speak and the way that he broke things down and the books that he recommended and the people that he referenced and his arguments was just like whoa. But what really struck me is his five arguments or the five arguments for God's existence. And let me see, a few of these, I'm looking at these right now, a few of these, because I took some notes. A few of these are solid, solid arguments that I've subscribed to even before I even got to know who Dr. William Lane Craig was, right? And before I even go into the five arguments, I'll talk to you about my journey with the topic of God and my relationship with 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 God and philosophy and psychology and religion, physics, mathematics, and all of that. So, or just the universe and studying the universe in general. So, I started off as a Christian, I guess by birth, right? Because my mom, my mom's a Christian. my My grandmother, my grandparents, they, they 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 were Christians. So naturally, and everybody around me were Christians. So naturally i christian too i guess up until i was about 11 years old and so my younger brother mikey and one of my good friends timothy and i were sitting in church one day and we were we were in the front right and you know us you know kids i was like 10 11 my brother was seven six seven around there and timothy two years older than me so or three years older two years older than me yeah so he was at the time like about third uh 13 right that's what 11 plus two yeah 13 (laughs) can't do math right now it's kind of late but um yeah we're young kids right and we always used to just like make fun of people laugh at people i'm sorry if we saw somebody that looked funny we would just laugh at them like like if they had a weird shaped head or (laughs) If they was walking like with a limp or something like that, like we make fun of them. Like you know how kids are so freaking mean. We were kids, so relax. People that's about to label me some sort of bigot, but we were kids. We would we would laugh at any and everything. So I guess I I I bursted out laughing, and and um it the 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 preacher's uh, wife or the pastor's wife, she just looked at me and was like and you you're going to hell and that shit traumatized me i was like wait what why am i going to hell? because i'm laughing like what is wait hold on whoa wait a second why am i going to hell wait what's going on so i kind of like you know i don't know it, it screwed me up for a little bit because i was just like shocked i was embarrassed too i'm just like whoa what Who like i was just I was going through it. Right. So after that moment, like I just kind of like dropped out of the Christian church. You know, I wasn't really, you know, I didn't really go. I didn't go back. Um, I was still reading my Bible here and there because my mom would make me read my Bible and all of that. Um, But she didn't force me. One thing I'm thankful for, because this probably changed or it's probably one of the things that made me who I am and I'm proud of who I am today is she didn't she didn't force me to go back to church you know she just said that i need to be believing in god and all of that stuff you know the typical stuff that christian parents would tell you some christian parents they'll just lose their mind and be like no you're going back to church you know and it will cause a big rift if you don't but my mom was you know she's pretty cool with that she's you know i explained the whole thing to her and that's the thing me and my mom always have a um a respectful two-way uh uh, a conversation. My mom is is the person, the first person that taught me about having open communication, even though I'm stubborn and hard headed sometimes and I don't like listen to other people, other people's views. Like we're all pretty much like that, right? Yeah. But my mom taught me about like open communication, accepting people for who they are, their views, et cetera, et cetera, because she accepted, even though I was at a very young age, that I don't want to go back to church because I don't what kind of a person of God would say certain say such a thing to a little kid. Right. So I had that little complex going. So I became very, very um, I don't know how I think maybe it's because of that incident. But I became very, very interested in science, very interested in science and um, also was always heavily into psychology. So I just started reading a lot just reading a lot just reading a lot about different things and um i guess we could kind of like fast forward to i don't know high school time i was like studying engineering because we had an engineering program in high school and then i ended up in college studying engineering and it was in my first year of college my first semester of college where i realized i had like a little uh, little t- no as a matter of fact it was sophomore year in high school where i realized i had a a a, a talent or a um a um um i don't know i guess a a a tendency to be able to sort of like articulate the undercurrents of life because i always had an interest in the undercurrents of life always asking why always ask i remember one of the questions i asked my mom that she couldn't answer or she wouldn't answer or didn't know the answer to what is god's name and she said god and i'm like that's not a name god is not a name like that's not a name that's not a name and that's one of the most important one of the most important things to this day, um, one of the most important things to me to know God's name, right? To this day, right? <clears throat> and when I was like around 15, when I was in sophomore sophomore year of uh, high school, I realized I had this little talent of articulating things, articulating my curiosity about the undercurrents of life and stuff like that. So, Eventually, I moved on to college and I started taking some English composition, you know, the basic stuff. Started writing more. Then I started taking my engineering courses, started taking my prereqs, started taking uh, uh, calculus, physics, linear algebra, differential equations. I've got A's in all of them, like A's, all of that, right? So I've really got thrusted into the universe studying the universe going beyond going beyond just studying for engineering like really studying like it got so crazy i was studying string theory quantum mechanics we briefly touched on that in chemistry quantum mechanics and one of the things that freaked me out about quantum mechanics or quantum physics or whatever you want to call it quantum theory is that um um electrons apparently supposedly they spin in both directions at the same time so this is going back to the whole alternate universe thing which yeah which is which kind of like lines up or that's how it appeared to me and um started studying uh string theory from uh michio kaku started studying time travel with um um the um with uh neil degrasse tyson when he used to i don't know what show he was on but some show when he was talking about time travel and he used the uh, I'm not even going to go into it it's, it's it's crazy but he was talking about time travel so I was into all of that stuff studying the universe right and then I got to the point where I said huh like every or or yeah every I think every person who gets to the level of you know this pompous level of uh education you go huh I know enough about the universe to not need God to explain it <laughs> yeah the big bang created everything right and so i'm thinking back to it and i'm like damn i'm so ignorant well in my opinion because again this is my this is my opinion of myself at the time so ignorant i'm like wait the big bang created everything a singularity created everything and the universe is constantly ex- expanding and 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 i just in math explained everything explained and I had science explaining how the sun rises sunsets and um evolution evolution like i still i still dig evolution by the way but um evolution i'm just like wait we don't need a a creator to to explain any of this like this is just what it is right and then at some point i don't know i i got to some point where things just got really trippy for me because I was so thrust into the studies of engineering and the studies of um, of science and everything that I I didn't see the need again I didn't see the need for a god like I just said I don't need a creator to explain this stuff to me like explain this stuff for me I got I got math <laughs> I got math the language of the universe I don't, I don't need the bible I don't need all of that uh, I got the, I got the I got the I got I got I got the mathematics right and mind you, I studied a crap ton of crap ton of math. Like I nearly went crazy. Like I nearly went insane. There was a point where I was doing um I was doing uh calc two integrals. Well it was calc two at my um in my the school I went to was split up into three. Calculus was split up into three courses. And I was taking calc two, int- integer um integral integral um calculus. I believe that's what it's called. Where you have to integrate functions and all that stuff, and I remember, it just it got to a point where I was just like always thinking about math, always trying to solve problems in my head. And I remember one time I just got up in the middle of the night, and I was just thinking about a problem, and I just grabbed the pencil from the book from the from the book out of the um, out of the book at the side of my bed, and I just started solving a freaking integral equation on my wall like i was literally drawing or or solving a freaking math problem on my wall it's freaking ridiculous it was so dumb i was just like what am i doing but anyway i got to the point now where you know i eventually changed my major to psychology because i got bored with engineering like i was doing well but i got bored with engineering and then but i was still kind of like thinking about you know, math a lot, still thinking about calculus and everything. And then I got to the point where I started taking the position of um, thinking that, okay, there is a creator because it just, things just was so, and this plays into one of the the, the five arguments I'm about to talk about from William Lane Craig. It got to the point where I said, you know what? Nah, I think that there is a creator. It's more of the it's more of the it would take on more of the tone of yeah this is a this is more like a simulation or something like that you know like this is a it's a deist perspective if you will right where it's it's a, a deist a, a deist perspective is oh yeah some creator just came turned the universe on and just walked away created the universe turned it on and walked away you know he or she or it has no 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 interest in what's going on in the universe um it's indifferent to it to to what's going on in the universe and there's that that's a perspective that i had for for a little bit and then i started studying um no then i became an agnostic after that and i was just like okay it's kind of like a mixture of ag- ag- agnostic or agnosticism, if you will i think that's a word i'm not sure and And, 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 and deism, like, it's just like a mixture of this weird mixture of two. And at the time I was studying like psychology and then I started getting into more philosophy. Then I started getting into, um, um, different forms of psychology, different disciplines of psychology, different, different disciplines of philosophy, including Eastern mysticism. And this is when I started studying Zen Buddhism and Buddhism, right? And, then I started entertaining the idea that, huh, this is all a dream. We're all dreaming this up, you know, the Eastern mystic philosophy and and and, and the and the Buddhist philosophy. I started really anchoring myself in Buddhism, and Buddhism for me balanced me out because I started learning that at a very 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 difficult time in my life, where I needed, I needed to I needed to get my shit together or just balance. Get some sort of equilibrium in my mind or I would have probably gone crazy because I was going through a very stressful period in my life. So I started studying Buddhism. I started um, I started I started studying Buddhism because of, you know, because I started I started studying psychology and I got more into philosophy. And then Frank Ocean came along. I don't know if you guys know the GOAT, the legend Frank Ocean, but he came along and. he used to do like or still does like do all these buddhist poses and make references to buddhism and all that stuff and then that's when it solidified it for me i said "Hmm, you know what i'm gonna pick this i'm gonna try this because he was talking about like i think he said that he suffered from or suffers from anxiety and all that stuff and i said "Hmm, maybe i should try and he always seemed like a chill person in my opinion so i said maybe maybe i should try buddhism um i like what buddhism is about i like the the meditation stuff I got into it just to kind of like meditate. Then I started learning about the the um, the, the four noble truths and the noble eightfold path. I so, I started digging on all of that. Then, after a while, when I got my bearing straight, I got I was, I was balanced out a little bit more. I started reading the Bible again. Like I was always reading the Bible in and out of the Bible. Um, reading more of the I guess nihilistic tone nihilistic tones. Or nihilistic books such as uh, Ecclesiastes and, and and Proverbs, not necessarily nihilistic or anything like that, but I will stick into more so Ecclesiastes and Proverbs. Any Bible verse that will teach me, um, um any, any Bible verse that was self help related, or any Bi- uh, book of the Bible that was more self help. And Ecclesiastes is very philosophical, and Proverbs is very self help. So I stuck to those books. Um, dang, I skipped a huge part. I skipped a huge part back when I was 19. I was, um, I'm not even going to get into that, but yeah, back when I was 19, I was more so of a, uh, old Testament type of guy. I was reading a lot of the old Testament. and I stayed away from the new Testament. I was more fire and brimstone, um, God proponent of a fire and brimstone God. Right. But fast forward back to when I was like mid twenties, damn, I'm old mid-twenties started studying buddhism right started reading the bible boom right and then slowly but surely leading up to now i'm not going to really go into the details leading up to now you can guess i studied alan watts i studied other philosophers don't really remember the names right now Studied a whole bunch of stuff and then i came back to yeah there's a there is there is a god There is a God, there is a creator that cares about us and that cares about the affairs of the world. There definitely is. And that was through my personal relationship with God. That was through my personal relationship with Yeshua Messiah. And um, that is one of the five arguments of God's existence, right? So we fast forward and we get to William Lane Craig and Ravi Zacharias, Right. So the, the five arguments for God's existence that William Lane presents. And I think these are arguments that I don't know if they are arguments of his own or arguments that have been around for a very long time. But the first argument. For God's existence is God is the best, best explanation of the existence of the universe. That argument right there. Is what made me go from more so atheist deist to more of a oh a full-blown believer and knower of of god because how the way i think about it and if you want to take this venture with me too is what is the explain like there's this new age stuff right and i like the new age i like the new age language the universe this love and light right but who created the universe who created the universe and I am not going to subscribe to, and I don't think I ever did subscribe to the foolishness that nothing created everything. It doesn't, I don't, zero zero times zero is zero, right? That's just kind of like how I look at it. Nothing can't be multiplied by nothing and then you get something. It's just going to be zero. So that's how I look at the universe, right? Something had to create the universe. Something. And that something is God. That's the position and the argument that I take, right? And then the nest, the next explanation is God is the explanation of the fine tuning of the universe. I believe that's called, I'm not sure I think it's called the Callum argument. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. shouldn't even be repeating if I'm not sure. but God is the best explanation or the explanation of the fine tuning of the universe meaning, I always used to think about this. We are literally, to my knowledge, this is what they say, <clears throat> so we're spinning on this rock ball, careening through space at like, what, 11,000 miles per hour, right? Around, revolving around a fireball. And we're placed, we're placed right, right in the, the, the perfect spot where we get just the right amount of sun to sustain life right we're not too close so we don't burn up and we're not too far so we don't freeze and it's funny (laughs) i always go back to listening to this uh twilight zone um radio drama and um i forgot the name of it i think it's called oh man i forgot the name of it but it's basically about the earth's orbit being uh, knocked about a little bit or the, the the earth's position being knocked about a little bit, changing just a slight, just, just a little bit where the earth was cl- slightly closer to or a young lady was having a dream that the sun was slightly closer. The earth was slightly closer to the sun and the earth was basically baking. It was, it was burning up. Then she woke up and then it's dark and it was dark all the time. And in her dream, it was just always daylight, by the way. And the earth was just pretty much burning up so close to the sun and then she wakes up and then she's she's it's all dark it's night permanently and it's freezing because the earth actually moved away from the sun a little bit so that gets me to thinking we're placed in the perfect spot is this a coincidence? no i don't think it's a coincidence a lot of atheists and agnostics agnostics they're just like eh, i don't know man there's not enough evidence <laughs> There's not enough evidence but to me the evidence is our existence right like how is it that we're perfectly placed in uh i guess they call it what the goldilocks the goldilocks zone not too hot not too cold but just right right that girl stealing them poor bear those poor bears porridge crazy man but um yeah that's how i look at the 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 universal the uh existential or i guess you could say materialistic way of looking at it um of god's existence like the constant the amount of constants that i studied in physics and math like if any one of those constants were to be different just by a varying degree or a few numbers things would be this whole thing would be different and i also studied the fact that there's more matter in the universe than there's antimatter there's antimatter and there's matter in the universe when antimatter meets up with matter matter ceases to exist It just basically cancels it cancels they cancel each other out right it's like uh one plus uh negative one what are you gonna you're gonna get you're gonna get you get zero right so it's, it's kind of like that right i haven't done physics in a long time so if you're a physics buff or a nerd and i just butchered that Forgive me. And I'm about to butcher something else too. I look at antimatter and matter kind of like how the electrons spin in either direction, right? Is kind of like this 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 either-or type thing, except the fact that it just happened to be more matter in the world than there is antimatter, right? And if there's more antimatter in the world than matter, then we really we wouldn't be here. You know, how how did that come about? Like what's what's going on with that, right? And which leads me into God is the best explanation of objective moral moral values, and a lot of atheists get pissed off at that one. A lot of atheists get pissed off at that one, and these arguments, I'm probably gonna address them in um, in more depth in, in, in separate episodes because they're very um, they're very heavy, very interesting. I probably split them up into like segments and mix it in with other things that I talk about. And all that stuff if i don't abandon you guys on the podcast for another three months so uh yeah there's that now nah, but I'll, I'll 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 stay consistent i'll probably turn these these little aspects into um these little elements into uh segments and stuff hopefully they don't run too long but they probably will but yeah god is the best explanation of objective moral values right if there's if there's a moral law or the moral values where do they come from? Where do they come from? A lot of the um, evangelists, they like to say, yeah, um, God wrote the law on your heart, right? You have a conscience, right? Many of us have, have have a conscience, right? I mean, many of us have a orientation towards what is right and wrong, right? And we're going to get into that in another episode because there's a lot of different arguments against that. And as my, again, I'm not an expert on any of this stuff. Except for my own personal explanation or my own personal experience with God. um, That's the only thing I'm an expert on. I'm not an expert on anything else at the moment. So, yeah, we're going to evolve and we're going to learn as we traverse these arguments and we talk about this more because, yeah, the, the, the morality thing is a tricky one for a lot of people. A lot of people say, I don't need a God to have morals, right? Which I can see why they say that, but there's there's a, there's a there's an argument for that. The next argument is, God is the best explanation for the historical facts concerning Jesus of Nazareth. Yeah, that's a huge one. If you read the Bible, and this is the one I state, when it comes to talking about God's existence, and this goes for anybody who's a believer and, and believes in God and everything, I would say... If somebody's asking you how do you know God exists and all that stuff, I would say you can play the the Bible game with them, but I would say if you can play the Bible game with them if they read the Bible. Right? If you know your Bible well and they know their Bible well too, cool. Boom. You can you can probably do that. But a lot of people for one reason or another, trauma or bad experience with the church like myself, they're just going to discredit They're just going to discredit the Bible and say, oh, the Bible is a man-made, it's a book, and um, it's man-made, and yada, yada, yada. Oh, it's not inspired by, they could say, they're going to say all of that stuff, right? So, I would say, don't even, don't even go back and forth with people in the Bible unless they actually want to talk about the facts of the Bible, right? Because no scripture you use is going to be convincing, not that you're going to convince or anything, but if you're in like an intellectual spat, which I get into often about many different things. Using the Bible is is not necessary, unless you're an evangelist and you're not more so debating on a in, in a in a philosophical form. If you're an evangelist and you're trying to evangelize, then I guess. But I would say stick to the first two arguments, which is God is the best explanation of the existence of the universe and the fine tuning of the universe. When you start getting into the morals and the and the historical facts concerning Jesus and your personally known experience, it gets a little tricky. So, yeah, so God is the best ex- explanation for the historical facts concerning Jesus of, of Nazareth right there. You can if you can, you know, study the, the facts concerning um, um, Jesus of Nazareth. And there's a there's a bunch, a bunch of stuff, right? You, you got the you got you got the gospels you got the the accounts of of um mark matthew luke right you got the gospels um to 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 back up or i wouldn't even say back up but because when you're talking again when you're talking to an atheist they won't even consider that to be evidence at all but when you really go through the historic because the the bible is a history book when you go through the historical facts concerning jesus and a lot of different uh, accounts and the gospels and all that stuff then you and you study the gospels and when they were written and all of that stuff the resurrection of course the facts around the resurrection and everything and when those were written um god is the best explanation for that as well right and then the last the last But not least is god can be personally known and experienced which is which is my experience right i've been through many personal things and i've gotten um and i'm not saying that in my opinion or my experience with god is that no god is not a genie (laughs) a lot of people look at god as a genie like yeah you pray for something and then you get it no I've had personal experiences that has shown me that God exists a lot of a lot of scary ones, a lot of scary, a lot of scary, spooky stuff and a lot of things that show me that God has got my back 100 percent, you know, and um, yeah, those are the five arguments for God's existence. So as we go through these podcasts, we're going to get more and more into more and more into those arguments we're going to talk more and more about theology philosophy we're going to talk more and more about um man this is is gonna get so deep it's gonna get so deep it's gonna get crazy because i i bought so many books bought so many books and i'm even starting to kind of like write my thoughts out about some of the things that i'm studying and finding and It's a path. I think I'm really going to end up getting a PhD and becoming a professor one day, you know, and just just to be in these academic circles with these great minds. When I say these minds are great, they're great. Even the people that are agnostics and and atheists and stuff like that. It's a beautiful thing when people of different worldviews come together and academically, intellectually debate these type of things you know it's a beautiful thing and again if you if you're into any of these type of things this is the podcast for you like you're on a journey with me this this podcast is literally like kind of like a a diary or stream of consciousness and and you can you're gonna see over the course of the next however many thousand episodes i'm gonna be doing you're gonna see intellectual development like in in not real time but kind of like in real time you're gonna see intellectual development but we're not done yet we're not done yet we got to talk about the things that ravi zacharias taught me not personally studied his uh of started, started studying his lectures but the basis that um the foundation of you know what what he what, what he talks about and well, I see seemed it seems to be a theme in his in his in his lectures is. Your worldview, right, or how to pursue truth, how to pursue truth, right? So I just took a few notes and it said when pursuing truth, you need to have and he mentions uh, three things, right? Logical consistency, right? Is it is it? Does it follow sound logic? Does it logically make sense? Right. Does it, is, does it logically make sense? Boom. This is this simple. Straightforward. Right. The next one is empirical adequacy. Right. I got to look up the definition of empirical so that I can provide the semantics. So empirical adequacy is relying on or derived from observation or experiment verifiable or provable by means of observation or experiment so empirical adequacy like it has to be something that's it's empirical i guess you can touch it i guess right and this is about your pursuing truth this is about pursuing tangible truths right and this is not no uh you know uh uh, spooky right this is this is this is about truth because a lot of people don't believe that there's a truth that exists these days and this is I think that's really what sparked this podcast too. I know I said all these other stuff about, you know, all this superficial stuff about creating content and all that stuff. But my thing is getting at getting at truth, tangible truth in a, in an era where people don't admit that that truths exist. They only they only want to talk about their narrative. We live in the age of the fucking narrative because everybody everybody has a voice. Everybody has a voice. So that means that people could just garble their nonsense and spill their noise into the void without having any facts to back it up. Right. And the last one is experiential relevance. Right. So it got to be relevant to your experience. I guess that's what that means. I, I didn't really look into that. I got to look into it, but experiential relevance. <laughs> and then he said that in order, he said that in order for your worldview or your truth, to really like, I guess, make sense or, or your truth or your worldview has to answer four questions. It has to answer origin, which is basically where did, where did, where did, it, where did I come from? Meaning, what does, what does life mean? What is, what, is, what is the meaning of this, right? It has to deal with the meaning of things, right? Because there is meaning. A lot of people think there is no meaning. The nihilistic stuff or nihilistic, however you pronounce it. Morality, Ooh, that's a that's a deep one meaning and morality how about that we don't we don't really fucks with meaning and morality these days and i feel like that's why so many people are lost and that's why so many people are anxious that's why so many people are depressed right aside from brain chemistry right you know I'm not talking about naturally occurring depression and all that stuff i don't want to be one of those people and i sound like one of those people but this is why a lot of people are depressed and 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 you know have have issues along those lines right and destiny where am i going where am i going right you got to know where you're going because again i feel like that's with without a, a a sound basis or sound argument for your destiny guess what happens you, you end up slipping into a depression like what is the point it's tied to meaning it's tied to meaning. it's like what is the point right you got you lack meaning you lack meaning it, it, it's gonna it's gonna be like and i think meaning provides morality as well right because we can get into the whole moralizing thing but it, the moralizing thing is <laughs> i can't help myself we have laws for a reason right because laws laws are making a statement about the inherent value of life specifically human life if we're going to go if we're going to get deep into the um the anthropology of it or the the study of humans right if we get into that right we have a lot of different laws that that are that are that are based in the 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 acknowledgement of the inherent value of human life right and this is why morality is important and a lot of people are trying to be subjective with morality and when you get subjective with morality what happens to the law and when you get rid of the law what happens to our interactions what happens to society when there when there when there's no law right Oh man, this is some oh I love this. I love this so much. Now, if you want to tie all of the above together, if you want to get at all of the above, if you want to get at origin, meaning, morality, destiny, and if you want to be able to 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 come at your 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 pursuit of truth with logical uh consistency, with with empirical adequacy and and with experiential relevance, and this is how I'm understanding his Ravi Zacharias's um breakdown of this. You have to study five subjects, right? You have to study theology, epistemology, metaphysics, ethics, and anthropology, right? You have to deal with the subject of God. You have to deal with the the subject of, of knowledge. How do you know anything, right? That's the epistemology. Reality, metaphysics, right? Morality through ethics. And you have to deal with the 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 existence of of humans right the study of humans anthropology right is that anthropology i think that's anthropology that's another su- uh that's another uh subject that i didn't really pay attention to yeah anthropology is the scientific study of humans human behavior in societies in the past and present ooh human behavior you know i'm all about that so there you go there you go. You already know what the, 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 the next few subjects of this podcast is going to be. We're going we're to be talking about theology, epistemology, metaphysics, ethics, anthropology. We're going to be dealing with all of these subjects. Right. And if you're interested in all of this stuff, take, take a ride. This is some good stuff. I'm getting excited already. Getting excited already. And I have these other notes here, but I don't know what they mean. I wrote them down while listening to his lecture, but, um, yeah, what an episode. I was a little, uh, I should have, I should have probably planned this out a little bit better. I should have probably do my, um, cause when I do podcasts, typically I do like, I set it up in segments and I do like a three act structure, right? Act one, two, three. Right. And I didn't do that this time. I just decided to just talk right through this time. And, um, yeah who i'm so i'm so excited about this i hope you're excited too because yeah we're about to we're about to study definitely about to study and i really need to set up like a discord server or some type of way because i want to corral a bunch of you so we can get into some debates get into some talks like i want to set up like a circle a circle where where all of us could just talk maybe even end up doing some like not zoom i heard zoom is kind of sketchy is it zoom or is it the other one um house party anyway i want to set up something where we can all get on like a a call or something like that some sometime in the future call a messenger so we all just have like a little form and start talking about these type of things because i really feel like we need this in this day and age in this day and age i really feel like we need this stuff like we're moving in a direction where everybody's just focusing on their feelings rather than facts they're focusing on their narratives their own personal experiences and 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 i feel like right now it's a it's about power it's a power grab it's a lot of politics going on and all that stuff which is whatever man it's an election year whatever right but i feel like the further we move into the future as a society the less we're valuing education We need education like proper education you know we need to study science we need to study we need to study um anthropology. all of this stuff right anthropology theology epistemology how do you know anything right with with, which is epistemology like that one is interesting how do you know right or the study of not i think that's the study of knowledge right real interesting stuff so um hmm that's pretty much it That's pretty much that um make sure you check out my website badbuddhism.com make sure that you go read my work on com slash at anthony boyd you can check the podcast out on youtube i'm not sure if i'm gonna even upload this to youtube because i'm so lazy um you can check out the youtube channel anthony boyd facebook at anthony boyd instagram at anthony boyd anthony boyd with a zero on both the facebook and the instagram right so um that's pretty much that. The upside down. It's pretty much that. Peace. I
1: don't mind if you don't listen that much. Some of y'all don't listen at all. The same shit they be pushing your butt. It's got a grown man half and drugs. I don't mind if you don't listen that much. Don't you cash that. I got niggas and they said that respect they black. Politicians, and they said don't know how to act. That's why we sitting on the wrong track. Back to the long track. And it's okay to be rich. My mama always told me I was destined for greatness. But my mama also, she told me, take care of the kids and everybody around the world that can not fight for it. So yeah, it's a patata, beast on the water, pray the provider. Please don't divide us. Keep that You'll be to be someone brighter. Yeah.